The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Friday, October 30th, 2020. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting and leaky black matt norlander is here with me today we're going to continue our series of previews focusing on the top seven conferences in college basketball and by top seven conferences i mean the acc big 12 big 10 pac 12 sec big east and the aac we did the acc on thursday today we'll turn our attention to the big 10 where i have iowa winning the regular season title while norlander has pegged illinois as the favorite and Wisconsin to finish second. So let's start there. Norlander, yes. explain to me why you're being totally disrespectful to Fran McCaffrey, to Luca Garza, to this public research university that was founded in 1847. At CBS Sports, me, Jerry Paul, David Cobb, all have Iowa in the top two, but you and strong jaw Kyle Boone have Iowa third in the Big Ten. Explain yourself. This is Gene Wilder's alma mater we're talking about, for crying out loud. Oh, there we go. Um, uh, something tells me you've been snooping, snooping around the Iowa Wikipedia page. Um, that's, just, that's where I get all my good ones. 1847. Trivia time that I can't okay. answer. What's the oldest institution in the Big Ten? Let's let's. What do we think it is? Big Ten schools. Oh. What's the oldest one? Founded first. What's our guess? Founded first. I'm running through them right now. I'm gonna say it's Penn State. Penn State's your guess. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Oh man, this is a tough one. I'm gonna say uh, that's a good one. I, I'm I'm gonna say Michigan. I'm gonna say Michigan's the oldest. No idea, you, by the way. No idea. Someone, <laughs> just, someone, please tweet training. us and let us know. I don't know when the oldest. We could actually, uh, we could, we could go and look through all the Wikipedia pages in real time here. But let's let's make a fun, quick podcast here. You want to know why I have Iowa third? I'll let that you is what know. I know. What? That's what I want to know. That's what you want to. I'll let you know that I talked with Sam Vicini yesterday. Good old Sam, who who may who may appear on this podcast at any moment. You never know. We never know. It's always out there. Um. He actually asked me where I have Iowa in my one to three fifty seven, and I said, "Well, I'm going to have them in the top ten, but I'm actually going to have them behind Illinois and Wisconsin." He goes, "You're absolutely right, and I don't know how many people are going to agree with you, but I'm with you 100." percent And the reason why is this: this team has the preseason national player of the year in Luca Garza. It's got a great talent in Joe Wieskamp. Um, Jordan Bohannon's terrific. Connor McCaffrey, great. But defensively, there's enough there that are not there that I'm going to just sell a bit on a 20-11 team from the last season. 97th in defensive efficiency at Ken Palm. I like Wisconsin's overall team just a smidge better. Smidge, and I do like Illinois. I think Illinois is going to be the best team in the Big Ten. So I love that we have 
we need some more genuine disagreement on the podcast here. I've got Illinois definitely as the as the best team in, in the Big Ten, um, and then Wisconsin, and then Iowa. But in the grand scheme of the sport, I think those are three of the ten best teams in college basketball. Uh, we agree on that. I have Iowa fifth in the top 25 and one, Illinois sixth, and Wisconsin tenth. So, um, you know, uh, we're all in the same ballpark. And I do think you can reasonably, despite um, my anger at the top of the podcast, I do think you can reasonably have those three teams in, in, in any order. As for Iowa, they had five players last season start at least 20 games. All five are back. Plus, they get Jordan Bohannon back. Uh, they finished 23rd at Ken Palm, but they were 97th in defensive efficiency. And, and quite clearly, like if you're trying to look for a reason why Iowa isn't actually going to break through and make the final four for the first time since 1980, where you start is on the defensive side of the ball, 97th in defensive efficiency. It's hard to be great when you are that bad on the defensive end of the court, which leads me to mm -hmm. trivia time. Okay, okay. How many teams in the Ken Palm era that dates back to 2002 have been outside of the top 95 in defensive efficiency but still finished in the top 10 at Ken Palm? Okay, so they finished in the top 10. Uh, Despite being outside of the top 95 in defensive efficiency. That's, this is some hardcore research here. I'm going to say one. Two. Okay. Give me the years. 2012 and 2015. Are they guessable? No. Okay, then go ahead. Let's, let's, not, let's just move on here. <laughs> yeah, uh, in, 2000, in 2012, Missouri finished 111. I actually might have gotten that. I, might have got, I honestly might have gotten that. King of English was just brutal for that team. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Missouri in 2012 finished 111th in defensive efficiency, still finished 7th at Ken Palm. And then in 2015, you might be able to get this one. Played in an incredible Elite Eight game. Uh, 15 Elite Eight would have been Arizona, Wisconsin. They finished 99th in defensive efficiency, but still finished 9th at Ken Palm. Who'd they play in the Elite Eight game? I, I better double check all this. Um, I, if, 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 if I'm thinking of the correct, incredible Elite Eight game, they would have played Kentucky. Kentucky, um, 15, was 15, was 15 Michigan? No. No. Kentucky, Michigan. No, that wasn't it. Um, otherwise, oh, I didn't, obviously, duh, I was there. Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre yep. Dame. Notre they Dame. were they Notre were that Dame low Kentucky. though. Wow, that was that was another uh, just on the on yesterday's podcast. I mentioned the the Kia Clark play being in the building for Notre Dame versus Kentucky, undefeated Kentucky. That was just, that is one of the five best games I've ever covered. Uh, that almost doesn't get enough shine as it should five years later. That was an amazing amazing game there. I didn't realize Notre Dame was that bad on D, though. Um, yeah, they were 99th in defensive efficiency, uh, but still finished uh, seventh, I mean, uh, ninth at Kimpom in that season. So, listen, um, every time I tweet a new link to an updated top 25 and one, and I think we're at version maybe 27.0 at this point, um, somebody will inevitably tweet a reply that says, so, is, uh, I guess you're assuming Iowa's going to play defense now? I mean, you know, it's a real thing. We, yeah, I it is. It's not impossible to be great, 
being average or bad on defense, but it is very, very difficult, and it's very, very rare. Yeah. I've got Illinois at the top. Uh, Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn coming back. I mean, without them, Illinois is not a top 25 team in college basketball, and it's not a top four team in the Big Ten. But guess what? Brad Underwood gets him back. He's our preseason Big Ten coach of the year, and obviously Garza's the preseason player of the year uh, nationally and in the league there. But Adam Miller uh, apparently is expected to be a real pop of a freshman. He's not the best freshman in the league, according to us. We'll reveal that in just a couple minutes here on a different team. Uh, Trent Frazier returns as well. I, I personally love this because um, Illinois, just Illinois being should be better more often than it is, and now Illinois has a real season with national title expectations or hopes, if you want to qualify it that way. Um, so they got a great, they have a great coach, and Two of the best players in college basketball. That's yeah. a that's a that's a good place to start. Two of the top twenty for sure. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. There are only three. Is, teams. It, is that the is that the best one two combo in college basketball this season? It's the Illinois a, combo. Maybe it's uh, there's only three teams that have that claim that it will have two of the top twenty players at least in in our eyes. It'll be them. It'll be Gonzaga with if you want to qualify that with Kispert and Drew Timmy. If you want to make Drew Timmy a top twenty player, and then Villanova with Gillespie and Jeremiah Robinson are all those are the only three teams that really qualify in that regard. But yeah, I think that Desumu Coburn is probably the best one. Too, particularly in how they play off each other, their different roles there. Uh, just, I love this Illinois team. I'll, I'll spoil it right now. They're going to be in my top five when the when the master rankings come out um, next week. So just keep, keep that in mind. I'm I'm way 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 in on Illinois, and I do think that they're the best team. Wisconsin, we both also have in the top ten. They've got a great front court. I talked to Greg Gard about a week ago, and he. I don't like Nate Roivers is I guess the best player on this team, and that's not just like. Me saying it, saying, oh, you know, maybe he's good. No, he's good, but Guard insisted that on any day it's Roivers or Micah Potters or Demetri Trice, and then he even said, you know, there are times where Brad Davidson is by far our most important player. So typical Wisconsin team, I guess, in that, like, they're just going to be so solid in their starting five. The defense is going to be really, really good. And Guard has now gotten, you know, for a, for a quick minute there, there were Wisconsin fans that were just kind of like, all right, is this really going to be the guy that's going to be able to sustain us? You know, Bo Ryan had that whole deal with like, you know, 17 straight years, top four finish in the Big Ten. Can guard keep a, keep us at that level? Not that level, but I think that he can have Wisconsin be NCAA tournament quality almost every single season. Um, they've got a really solid roster here, and if you're a Badgers fan, yes, you should have Final Four hopes this season. I have seven Big Ten teams in the top 25 and one. That's more than any other conference by two. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was the best league in America last season, and it's going to be the best league in America again this season. There's no doubt about it. Who do you have? You want to run? Yeah, run it down. Well, we mentioned the top three, but run, you know, run it down. I have Iowa ranked fifth, number six, Illinois, number 10, Wisconsin, number 11, Michigan State, number 17, Ohio State, number 21, Rutgers, and number 24, Indiana. As seven Big Ten teams in the top 25 and one, I've got five from the Big 12. Three from the ACC, three from the Pac-12, three from the SEC, two from the Big East, two from the American, and one from the West Coast Conference. So it at least appears to be on paper the best and toughest league in the country. I would agree with you. Um, And even beyond that, uh, I I, I think it could have 
eight or nine teams in the picture for the NCAA tournament. What's interesting, you know, kind of, let's step back and take a quick big picture uh, snippet of, of the league here. I do know, like, I can just tell you that the Big Ten for a while was heavily debating whether it wanted to have a 20-game schedule, a 22-game schedule, and even I think there was briefly like, do we want to be the conference that goes to a 26-game league-only schedule and not allow our teams to go to non-conference? Thankfully, they didn't do that because uh, I think if they were the only ones, it would have just created weird in- incongruence. But um, the reason there were definitely coaches in the league – uh, you know, two or three that are in your top seven that were saying, we are too good to put ourselves in that position. If we're going to have a non-conference, we need to allow ourselves to be good outside the league to better the, the league's chances at getting eight or nine teams versus maybe seven or eight or nine or 10 versus six or seven there. So I, I think that's going to eventually bear out there. We agree Michigan State is number four. Uh, Joey Hauser. Aaron Henry are one, two for best players on that roster. They're definitely top 60 play. If Aaron Henry can finally break through, like he is going to be a top five player in the league, top 10 for sure, top 60, top 70 player in college basketball. He's got to break through. Rocket Watts is another player. Like the pieces are there. They lose Tillman's catch Swenson. It's, it's, it's a big deal, but I still think that that's a, a quality team. And then Ohio State, I think Ohio State, just lacks depth. I do like their starting five. Um, I, I I don't know if they're going to... I keep moving them around in my rankings, Parrish, because I just don't know. Like, Dwayne Washington, C.J. Walker. Great starting two. E.J. Liddell, I think, is going to be a really good glue type of guy. Kyle Young, just big and tough. I don't know how much they have coming off of the bench there. Top 25 quality, yes, but where do you have them? Where do you have Ohio State in your rankings? Uh, um, I have Ohio State number 17. I think I'm going to go lower than that. Because also, they have Seth Towns on the roster, but he's not expected to be ready until, like, January. So, and how good is he going to be then? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. So, I I do like him, but I, I I thought I'd have him top 20, and I'm I think I'm talking myself out of that. And then Rutgers... Hello, like top twenty-five level kind of team here. That's awesome. I, I just love those. I, I, I love. Record, I have records twenty-first. They were they return like uh, you know uh, most of the good pieces from a team that was good. Six best defensive team in the nation last year, GP, and they bring back Geo Baker. Like Geo Baker might I I Geo Baker is a top 50, 60 player in America, and 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 the most relevant, important player at Rutgers. <laughs> Quincy Doobie? I mean, I mean, I'm gonna say it right now. Like it's it's the Quincy Doobie era, and now we got the Geo Baker era. So I'm I'm way big on what Steve Peichel is doing there. I think it's awesome. I really don't want like I really hope Rutgers doesn't go Rutgers. Like, don't fall on your face. Be awesome. Be top twenty five level. Be a surefire NCAA tournament team because you didn't get that opportunity last season. You've got so much returning. There's no excuse not to be you know top twenty five quality. You know, what's going to be interesting with Rutgers, and this is obviously going to play a role everywhere, um, but I think it could be a big factor for Rutgers and in a negative way. What made Rutgers a projected NCAA tournament team last season? What do you like? Well, how how good they were in the league. More specifically, they, they beat everybody at home. Oh, yeah, that was the big deal with them. You're right. You're right. Good point. They had an incredible home court advantage that's not going to exist. 
That's a good Quincy Doobie Pavilion, and it's well, the magic is still there. I will maintain that, but you are you're right about that. That's an interesting factor that I had not considered. Um, they play in Jersey. I promise you, that state is not going to allow them to have any fans. No, like I remember talking to Chris Collins about this maybe last year, two, whenever it was. You know, Northwestern goes to the NCAA tournament first time in school history, and then they were redoing their arena, and the next season. I think it was the next season. They they couldn't have home games. Yeah. And Chris was like, that matters. You know, like it, it's just a different, like we had an incredible home court advantage that helped propel us to the NCAA tournament. And then the next season, it's just not there. And listen, Kentucky takes advantage of a home, of its home court. Kansas takes advantage of its home court. Um, lots of schools do. But last season, Rutgers took advantage of its home court as as well as anybody and now that same type of environment just isn't going to exist and you wonder if 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 it could really be a thing that makes them not live up to expectations i i I hope not but i'm not ruling it out the one thing that might offset it is Rutgers brings back more of its roster than any other team in the big 10 so maybe you get a little of offsetting there i will say this you and i are in lockstep i'm looking at it right now four through nine michigan state at four ohio state at five Rutgers at six and then indiana at seven indiana's got christian lander shouts of course i'm going to dominate the lander beat on this he's our freshman of the year in the league, Indiana uh, finds itself in a weird spot, Parrish. Like, the fans are starting to get really itchy with Archie, okay? Uh, I didn't plan on saying that. <laughs> it came out of my mouth weirder than I thought it would. Um, itchy with Archie. Itchy with Archie. So, um, they are top 25 level, ideally. They have the best freshman in the league, but they're not a top five team in the Big Ten, maybe not. It's just, it's, it's, they land in an interesting spot with all that. And because of how the season's going to be, like they could be an easy into the NCAA tournament, but maybe because of how tough the Big Ten might be, we look up and see Indiana, like it's a good team, but it's just an eight seed. Like, it, I don't know, it'll be weird to see how they shake out and how Indiana fans just react to this season with Archie Miller because they are it has to be this year. They they want a, a huge year. Trace Jackson Davis to me is the dark horse to win national uh, national to win Big 10 player of the year in that league. I I think he is the best returning sophomore big in college basketball. I like him even more than Kofi Coburn and uh, his inclusion uh, means a ton to the Hoosiers. On on Big 10 player of the year, would you take Luka or the field? I take the field. Too many good players, I think. I think I have to take the field there. Think about how many other like. There's just too much. Uh, either either the Illinois guys, Wisconsin wins the league, and maybe Potter or Roivers goes off. Jackson Davis. I can't see any of the Michigan State guys being Big Ten Player of the Year, but would you take Luca? I think I would just because it's hard to imagine him going backwards statistically. You're like right. the, the, for for him, it's going to come down to, you know, does his team live up to expectations? And if it does, I think he'll have the numbers to make it pretty obvious. It's 50-50. I mean, you could easily have Desumu and Coburn kind of cancel each other out as well, which is which is a major factor. So um, uh, back to Indiana real quick. Um, I do think it's a massive season for Archie and not in the sense that if it doesn't go well, they'll make a coaching change. And I don't, I don't think that, No way. but he has finished sixth, ninth and 10th in the big 10 in three seasons at Indiana. He's 26 and 32, 26 and 32 in the big 10 and zero NCAA tournament appearances. Now was projected on the day that the season was canceled to, to make the tournament as like a 10 seed. So even if they were to get in, they were, 
you know, expected to play one game and then and then be done. But like he went to the Elite Eight in year three at Dayton. And in year three at Indiana, he finished 10th in the Big Ten. And so uh, you know, this is Indiana we're talking about. It's not the most patient fan base in America. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think his job's in jeopardy. And n- nor, let me be clear, nor do I think it should be. I still think Archie is very, very, very good. And I do believe that he'll get this thing headed the right direction. But it, if I'm being honest, it's taken longer than I thought it would take. I think I agree with you on that. And you just mentioned where they finish. And we've got them seven. And, like, they're a good team. So, again, not a top five finish. They're projected. We'll see how it shakes out. Purdue, we both got them eight. I wondered that if I might be higher on Purdue than everyone else. But, but no, Matt Painter just seems to figure it. He's just – he's regarded as a top four coach in that league. So, give him the benefit of the doubt there. I did want to touch real quick on Michigan and Maryland. We both got Michigan at nine. I've got Maryland 10. You've got them 11. Granted, your ranking came out before they got um, – they got – what's his name? Eligible. Um, uh, Jairus Hamilton got eligible uh, with Maryland Wiggins Aaron Wiggins Eric Ayala Daryl Morsell Jairus Hamilton like I'm gonna have Maryland in my top 40 at this point they I don't think they're going to just plummet the the projection I have versus where they finished it is a plummeting in the standings but in the overall like I think that Maryland is going to be maybe just sneaking into the NCAA tournament or just missing it. That's where I would put them, and I would have Michigan just a little bit higher. Paris, the talent in this league is stupid. Like, Hunter Dickinson, you were with me. We saw him play in Peach Jam. He has got a super high ceiling. I I, I expect him to be on the Frost Watch, top 10 freshman in America at points this season. I don't know if he'll land there, but they've got Isaiah Livers, who we haven't even gotten to on our email chain for top 100 players, but to me, like, he needs to start coming up pretty soon here. Franz Wagner, like, he's also really, really good. Shondi Brown out of Wake Forest. I, I don't want to keep banging on the same drum, but I'm, I look up and down the league, and I'm like, this is the most talented league in America. And when I remember us talking on this podcast five, four, five years ago, we did not talk about the Big Ten in these terms. I specifically remember us dedicating long segments, if not episodes, to what the Big Ten's issue was when it came to where it landed in Ken Palm, where it landed in the top 25, where it landed in the recruiting rankings, the players that it wasn't getting, that is straight up not happening anymore. You've got teams we project to be ninth and 10th in this league, and they've got straight up studs. We haven't even gotten to Marcus Carr at Minnesota. Like, they have so many good players that it is going to be a beast, and we are going to inevitably see the ninth place team, the 10th place team, or the 11th place team in the Big Ten not make the tournament this season. And it's going to be a hard pill to swallow because they know how good they're going to be. But eventually, you're going to take on too many losses that you can't avoid it. A, a good team with a good coach and good players is going to finish in the bottom half of the league. Uh, yes. It's, it's, it is a lock. I mean, they're not going to be. We talked about the ACC on the previous one. The ACC will be a good league. It's just not nearly as good as the Big Ten. doesn't have as much talent. That was unthinkable a decade ago. But that's the reality of where we are right now. The only two bad teams are Nebraska and Northwestern, and everyone acknowledges that. Um, Northwestern is actually supposed to be better than it was last year, but it's still not good. Um, and Nebraska just, it, it, I mean, it's just a complete, like, uh, Hoiberg is just it, it, taking a wrecking ball to it and completely rebuilding it, so there's not supposed to be any good. But everyone else, I mean, Penn State's a moving target. Like, I know you did the podcast with Boone, they replaced Pat Chambers, so maybe they just fall apart. I don't know. Um, but everyone else, yeah, really, really, really good. Tournament, NCAA or NIT tournament level. All right, Norlander, I've done the research. What was your answer to what is the oldest institution in the Big Ten? Well, you at the top of the podcast, you had Penn State. I had Michigan. You have the answer. Can we get a little bit of a drum roll? 
I, I don't personally own drums. I, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in post, so okay. it's it's gonna it's gonna have played there. But yeah, oh, let's get a little bit of a drum roll. And the answer is the University of Michigan, founded in 1817. Boom. Boom. Penn State was founded in 1855. Extra trivia time. Newest. What's the young? What's yeah. the youngest Big Ten university? Just same wavelength, man. Tractor beam. Pull me right in. Um, the youngest. I'm gonna say. You know, it's it's. I'm gonna say Minnesota. It's just so cold up there. Minnesota was founded in 1851. The youngest Big Ten institution is Ohio State University, founded in 1870. How about it's just that? a kid. It's just a kid. It's just a baby. <laughs> just a baby. It's, just, it's just a baby, Ohio State. Just, uh, the Big, Ten, the Big Ten is also the oldest collegiate athletic conference in Division I of the NCAA. That I know. And, how about, and how about this? I'm, 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 like a, I'm, I'm basically a Big Ten historian now. Um, the University of Michigan – so the Big Ten Conference was founded in 1896. Michigan was like, we're in. So they're a founding member. Mm-hmm. And then they left in 1907. And then they came back in 1917. I think, I think Tony Hinkle had something to do with that. Baby Tony Hinkle. Two-year-old baby Tony Hinkle. Yeah, I think he might have had a factor in that. Just, uh, I, don't know, I, don't know if, I, I don't know if a book's been written about it or anything like that. It might have been a scandal, but just keep that in mind. Yeah. Michigan, here's what, here's what I think happened. Michigan got married too young to the Big Ten, thought that it could find happiness somewhere else, and then decided to, and left, and then 10 years later decided to circle back to its first love, the Big Ten. And then, and then they, let it, uh, they let it happen, and it changed the course of Michigan forever. There we go. The University of Chicago was a member from 1896 to 1946. Who, who doesn't know that, Parrish? Come on. Can you give the people something they aren't aware of? Everyone knows about the university show. I'm running, I'm running out of notes. This is basically all I've got. Okay. What has the highest enrollment of any Big Ten school? I think it's Wisconsin. I think you don't know what you're talking about. It's not, it's not, it's not Wisconsin. Then it's Ohio State. 50,000 Ohio State. Yeah. Wisconsin, I think, is two. They're all Wisconsin- like 40,000 plus. Though. These are massive universities. Um, okay. What's the smallest enrollment? Um, Northwestern, gotta be easily. No, it's Gene Wilder's alma mater. Really? Yeah, Gene Wilder's alma mater, Iowa, twenty-eight thousand Northwest. Oh no, it is Northwestern, oh. sixteen thousand. Boom! Come on now. You lose. Good day, sir. Let's go. I'm sorry. I apologize. I- it's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. I apologize. Shouts. Devin Downey shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry MF and Teagle Legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to the Eye on College Basketball podcast in the middle of the dumbest pandemic I've ever lived in in my entire life. If you're not subscribed already, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate it. Norlander would too. So go do that if you haven't done it already. And we will talk to you again really soon. And by really soon, I mean Saturday. Till then, take care. Shouts. You stole fizzy lifting drinks.